welcome back to another episode of Inside the Leader's Mind. This is another microdose. And I want to talk about intention. If you've listened to uh, the last couple of episodes, you've heard us talk about intention a lot in how it helps to create a certain state of mind so that you can approach whatever it is that you're about to do uh, with some purpose. And I'd like to um, make this easier for you to implement because when I... When I first learned about intention, it was when I started taking yoga classes and I was late teens, early 20s. And I remember the yoga instructor opening up the class and we'd do a little warm-up segment and then we'd we'd sit in a pose or we'd hold a pose and the the instructor would invite us to uh, set an intention for the practice and I didn't really set any intentions I just sort of listened and heard that and I was like I don't really know what that means set an intention for this practice like, what do I want to accomplish that's what I thought okay well I want to get through the class and I want to hold all the poses I want to maybe be a little more flexible right so there was no definite certainty about the intention I was quote unquote setting I was just doing what I was told and it was my based on my current understanding of what intention was and then as I got um, older and you know, I progressed in my career as a, as a CrossFit coach and as a gym owner and as an athlete, I began to understand how intention can play a role in uh, when it applies to fitness and when it applies to exercise. Because I had seen so many different types of exercise. You know, I, I obviously... Um, went into the CrossFit world and that was my view. And also I, I came from the traditional uh, bodybuilding world, you know, those types of exercises. And, you know, I knew that other people were doing different things in the gym. It wasn't just, you know, hard and fast CrossFit workouts and then I got into weightlifting and then I really started to study and understand the science um, behind exercise. Specifically strength training and training to um, prevent and heal injuries and uh, improve mobility and flexibility and balance and things like this. And this is where intention really began to play a role and make sense for me. 
because I would find myself in the gym and I would approach a barbell. Maybe it was a deadlift or a squat. And before, before I hit my set, before I do my, my set of, uh, of reps on the bar, I would pause for a moment, take a breath, and visualize what I'm about to do and quickly make a decision for how I wanted to execute. You know, I could set the intention of going slow and steady and controlled. I can set the intention of building strength. And so that would mean I am aiming for a certain number of reps or a certain amount of time under tension. And I would go into every workout with a sort of intention. Like, what do I want to get out of this workout? What do I want to experience during the workout? How do I want to feel when the workout is over? These were all intentions. And now I use intention um, at different scales. The primary one being how I want to experience life. And this is a a very broad stroke approach to setting intention. How exactly do I want to experience my day? How do I want to feel? What do I want to accomplish? What areas do I want to improve? These all come into play. And it's something that I'm consciously doing. You see, intention is something we set. And it's not one of those things where you can just set it and forget it, you know? Uh, The power of intention is actually through repetition. This gets solidified for me in... um, a number of different ways and I'll share with you some some really tactical tools for how you can set intention and utilize it to improve upon certain things and I'll get to some specifics on that too like what things you can improve on I want to define some terms first quickly uh, the first one this might surprise you maybe not if you're If you've been listening to this, to me and um, some of the other episodes, you understand this stuff already, but I'll just reiterate it. I want to define the word spell. Now, when you hear the word spell, you might think of witches, wizards, and magic. And it absolutely is all of the above. And there's a little literal definition. So the, the definition of a spell is a word or a combination of words of great influence. Now, when you hear a certain word, I imagine that it, it gets you to think of a certain thing. Is that not true for you? When you hear a certain phrase said in a certain way, it causes a certain feeling inside of you. 
even further, depending on the person it's coming from and your level of trust in them or lack of trust in them, right? It may elicit a different response. Yet said from a different person would, you know, create a different response. And so words have a lot of power. More specifically, more they have a lot of influence. They influence our thoughts through influencing our emotions. This actually works through uh, a mechanism in your brain known as the reticular activating system, which acts as a sort of filter. Uh, as well as a lens. Because let's be realistic. There's a lot of information coming in. More than you could imagine. <laughs> more than you can even perceive. There's so much information coming in. And for those who have done uh, any psychedelics. You understand um, that what we see when we are um, conscious and aware. Without um, the assistance of these medicines. <laughs> is actually an illusion. And when you add in some of these different flavors to the mix, it breaks down some barriers and allows you to see more of the world for what it is. The reticular activating system does a really great job of limiting what we see by focusing our attention on what we habitually see and also on you know what's actually coming in that's of value and of importance it works through repetition the more you see something the more likely you are to see it you know think of think of the last time that you were about to trade in your car. And when you were getting ready to trade in the car that you had, you were likely shopping around for a new car. Maybe you knew exactly which one you wanted already. And so it was easy. And as soon as you made the decision to go and get that new car, you started to see more of that car maybe you saw it in an ad on your social media as you're scrolling through or maybe you actually saw more of these cars on the road and then when you actually got the vehicle and you're driving the thing and you're driving down the road and you're like loving this brand new car and you feel like you're the only one with the car but then you're driving down the road you're driving down the highway for you know 20 minutes and you're like wait a minute there's so many of these things they're everywhere and there's some exceptions i've had some cars that were totally rare um, but even those you start to see them more often this is your reticular activating system at work it shows you more of what you already are paying attention to because it's just easier that way. It requires less bandwidth. Another way of thinking about this is unconscious habits. It's easier to 
continue doing the same thing instead of changing paths. Also known as the law of compensation here. You get exactly what you put in. Equivalent to what you put in. And so a spell, being a word or a combination of words, plus repetition, gives you a recipe for progress. A recipe for something to happen, right? Let's define another word. Intention. We could break that up in tension. Ooh. When something is in tension, it has a much faster vibration. Think of a guitar string that is in the proper tension, the proper frequency. When you tune the string just right and you pluck that string and maybe you put your fingers on the frets and you hit the note that you want, it's going to play the note that you want. But if it's out of tension, if it is not correctly tuned, you're going to try to play that note and it's going to be the wrong note. The wrong sound is going to come out. Another way of thinking of intention, it comes from the word intend, right? When I set intentions, I say I intend to. Okay, what does that mean? It's it's future-oriented, right? Intend is you're tending to something in the future. You could also think of it as a tendency. And so if you begin to change the words here, instead of saying intend, saying tend, I tend to, and then fill in the blank for the thing that you want to do by habit. Here's an intention that I set and I'd like, I'd love to share this with you. I believe I read it um, in one of the recent podcasts, maybe the one with Will. Um, I altered it a little differently, and I have this on my whiteboard that sits right at my desk behind my laptop so I can see it and read it every day. It says, I tend to be confident and worthy enough To attract the exact amount of money that I require to fulfill my wildest dreams. I tend to be curious and bring all potential to light. This is an intention that I set by writing it out, by reading it daily, by reciting it 
by saying it with passion and power and, and truth behind it. This is a spell that I'm casting. And I invite you to think of your own intention that you can set for yourself right now and commit to this, commit to it being true, commit to the tendency of this. You never know what might happen. with a little bit of commitment and a and some faith. I hope you enjoyed this slightly longer than a microdose episode and make sure you share, drop a comment if you can, rate the podcast. And if you really enjoy this, you know, you can follow me, pick, uh, find me on Instagram matg 32 or at Summit CEO, and, uh, and let me know what you think. I'd love to hear your feedback.